Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. More than just a podcast, it's the place for insights you can apply immediately to your farm operation for increased success. This episode of Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Ag Explore. With innovative products that improve fertilizer efficiency, protect yield, and reduce stress, Ag Explore helps maximize field potential. Find out how Ag Explore can help you get more out of your crop at agexplore.com. And now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Well, greetings and welcome to an introductory episode. That's right, here we are talking to Sam Kachu. I probably said that wrong, but we call him Sam of the North. He is a new affiliate uh, for Extreme Ag, and he's coming to us from Quebec. Uh, you may not know much about Quebec agriculture, and that's one of the reasons we brought him in. He's also going to be doing two product trials for us, actually two company trials, multiple products within those companies, I think. He's going to explain all that to us. So you're going to learn about Quebec agriculture. You're going to learn about some product trials we're going to be doing north of the border. And more importantly, you're going to learn about our friend Sam. Sam of the North, <laughs> say your name for me. Samuel Kutsu. Kutsu. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you're in Quebec for the people that don't know, because a lot of Americans don't even know where Ohio is. So they think Canada is just this place up there. It's roughly from uh, north of the state of New York over yes. to about north of the state of uh, New Hampshire and Vermont. Yeah, that's right. So we're about where I'm at. I'm about two hours from uh, Plattsburgh, New York, which is the first town in the States that we can cross in. And uh, Quebec is Quebec is really a big provinces, a big province, but there's only two percent of the province that is uh, farmable. All the rest is woods and bare lands in the north. Yeah. So uh, I, the, the person that doesn't know this, uh, so that Saint Lawrence Seaway along the south border of Quebec and Montreal being the biggest city up there, I filmed a movie yes. there. And then you told me your farm is between Tri-Riviere, which means three rivers, a paper mill town, at least it was back in the 1990s when I was there. Right. So I was in Tri-Riviere for some movie filming and I was in Montreal. And so you said, yeah, and that's the, my farm is between those two. So your farm is in the very south of Quebec, near near to the border. Yes. Uh, I'm in the northern place of the farmable ground. I'm on the North shore of the St. Lawrence River, which we are colder than the South shore. We have longer, they have, they are, it's hotter there. We can grow higher maturity crop over there. But uh, in Quebec, if you do like two hours driving, you can have like a two weeks difference in the farming. <laughs> Because of the way the weather comes off of the lakes, or the yes, way the that's that's right, yeah. And with the the pattern of the weather is getting hotter when it's going over the Saint Lawrence River, so that's why they are hotter over there. So answer me this: the farming you do again, and by the way, there's somebody that's listening that says only two percent of the whole province is farmable. That's got to be like five acres. No, these yeah. provinces are massively big. I mean, we're not talking about the maritime provinces, which are quite small. Quebec is probably like—I I mean, I have—I had to look at the look it up, but the size of like four Pennsylvanias or something like that. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's a very large. Yep. We compare with France, and the France will enter seven time in Quebec. France, okay, yeah. Obviously, you speak French, and you're the French-speaking yep. province. And so you said, what's the deal, France? The country of France. 
will enter seven times in the province of Quebec. Yeah, so you're quite quite large to say the least. Yep. Um, the farming you do, uh, I know that Quebec has a fair amount of dairy. You're not a dairy farmer, but does some of your crop go to feed dairy cows? Uh, no, my crops, uh, like my corn is going to feed chicken and my beans are going overseas. Okay, so let's talk and about then, your operation and then we'll talk about uh, what you're going to be doing for Extreme Ag because I think it's cool the trials you're going to be doing up there. It's a completely different climatological zone than what we deal with, you know, that Kevin has down in North Carolina or Matt has in Arkansas. So anyway, yeah. the, the farming operation, what's it look like? Um, so I'm a first generation farmer. My parents have no background in ag. Uh, my grandfather on the, my mom's side was a dairy farmer and he passed it along to my uncle. So, um, that's where my farming background come from. So when you, were, was all, you, you were a kid, you went and saw your uncle and there was a farming operation. Yep. When I was a kid, my, uh, uncle take me, I, I was like eight years old. And he said, come every, every summer between school, I was going there, doing a raking hay, a mowing hay, stuff like that, spreading manure, things like that. And, uh, but I always prefer the tractor and the ground, the land side of it, rather than the dairy farm, the dairy side of it. Yeah. So I made my mind and uh, I want to go study in agriculture. And my dad said, I will support you. I, uh, if that's your dream, just follow it. So that brings me in Switzerland for school. That brings me everywhere. Yeah. And so then so I, you wait, so your father was supportive of this. Your mother obviously had it in her family background. You were not raised yep. on a farm. You went out there in the summers. You did yep. study. You went to university, as you would call it. Uh, no, here we call it the CIGEP, but it's just before the university. Okay, so after high school, you yes. went, and you said you spent time in Switzerland. You were there, like, for six, 12 months studying? Three months. Three months, and you studied what? I was on a small uh, dairy farm. There was a chicken and pigs also over there. And I went for the experience just to saw different things, you know? Yeah, so you're 18, 19 years old, and you're living in Switzerland yep. for three months? Yeah, I was uh, 2001, so I was 19. Yes. <clears throat> okay, 19-year-old kid living in Switzerland, doing uh, smaller-scale agriculture, certainly compared to what we do here in North America. A big, a big farm is like under the acres over there. Yeah. Okay. So you came back. And so here's the tough part, Sam. You're still a 19 year old kid with no money. Then what? Yep. So when I came back, uh, the guy who have the contact to send me in Switzerland, uh, I worked for him for 15 years. So I began to work for him. He was a Swiss guy that came here to farm in the 80s in Quebec with his family and um, in um, 2002, I began to work with for him. And uh, with the years, uh, we bought some ground together. We bought our first farm together in uh, 2008, it was a 250 acre farms. And uh, all, we have no machinery, 
all this, all the, the work was done by the farm, his farm. And what was great is that I, I was doing my own work on my farm. Yeah. So I was, con I was controlling what happened on my farm. Yeah, but you used his machinery. So it sounds like a pretty good hand up. This guy obviously liked you and wanted to help you get uh, get a foothold. Yes, that's it. So, um, did you end up did did you end up buying him out? Um, in two thousand and seven, in sixteen, he wants to. Uh, we by the years we acquired like five hundred acres together. So in 2016, we separate because uh, he wants to go organic farming. And I'm not, it's not in my mind to go organic. So I want to continue. So we separate our ground. So I go, I begin in 2017 with uh, 250 acres. And I had to, uh, the opportunity to uh, rent some more. And with that, in 2017, I bought my first planter, so I planned for, for some other farmers. And here, what is pretty big, you know, pretty big, I'm land leveling the ground. Because we have so much precipitation that we need to get rid of the pound of the pounding in fields. So I go with a, I bought a 24 foot blade. I was involved in that with the other farmer I was working for. I was the, in charge of that side of things. You're talking about land so, leveling, doing, and this is for drainage and farmability. Yeah. yeah. So we land level the soil surface and I also tile. I also have a tile plow. So I'm uh, plowing in the tile. Okay. So you do, you do drainage, you did land leveling, and you did this with the other, the Swiss guy. Uh, yeah. By the way, when you said you separated, are you still you still get along or was it it was no oh it, it didn't end well no we don't talk to each other anymore that's too bad so what then you go your own direction you're doing land leveling drainage you still do that on the side yes and you do that for other farming operations yes okay uh, i got two four-wheel drive tractors it will do around 500 hours each of that 500 land leveling yep 500 hours each of doing land leveling work for yes. other farming operations and that's an issue of farm farmability and drainage yep. so when you go uh about your own farming now you've acquired all these acres on your own uh mm -hmm. you do other side work to help pay for this but uh you're now the the acres in the year 2023 you're going to plant 500 acres no, 1,540 uh, acres. 1,540 acres. You've come a long way from the kid that was uh, buying half of 250, so good for you. How much yeah. of that is owned? Um, I got 250, and I'm in the process right now to buying 150. Good so deal. to begin the season, I will have four, 400, roughly 400 that I own. Oh, and 1,500 farmed acres, which is quite a pretty good-sized farm in Quebec. Yeah, but you no know, guys are getting bigger and bigger. There's, we we begin to see, to see like 5,000-acre guy. Yeah. Um, well, that's happening everywhere. So the the program that you're under, you're not your conventional farming. 
Um, you obviously have a handle on the drainage. That's good. That adds value to the acres. Uh, then you're going to put across your 1,540 acres. What will the what will the what will the crop mix look like? Um, I always have some wheat in my rotation, like 20% wheat, generally, and then it will be separate between corn and beans. Okay. Do you do the wheat for cash flow for labor uh, distribution because it gives you a season season uh, season spreading uh, out? Main, mainly, do... mainly is for leveling the the baddest ground. Mm -hmm. Get time to to level, and then we have time to put a cover crop on this on those grounds. Understand, and then the work that you're doing on uh, those, those acres after you get it leveled and you put the wheat on it, it's a, it's better ground, but you still use wheat in the rotation. Yes. Does the straw go to the dairy farms in Quebec? Uh, I try to keep it for my organic matter. Good deal. So you're a soils guy. Um, I always ask people um, when you're a farmer, you're a machinery guy. You're an operations guy. You're a soils guy. You're a business office guy. Which one is your? Give me a, a great and a great. Like pretend we're back. Yeah. At, we're back in school. Uh, yeah. Machinery. 15, guy. Machinery, 15 machinery years. Guy. Fifteen years ago, I was the machinery guy. Yep. And today, I'm the agronomy guy. Okay. What about operations? Um, I get along with it, but it's kind of scramble a bit i need help for my workers okay so if we're going to give ourselves a great uh, agronomy you giving yourself an a yes uh yeah. a plus for quebec it's an a plus a plus a plus for quebec on your agronomy good for <laughs> you that's eight you know what it starts and ends with the soil so good for you uh yep. machinery a a minus uh, a b b uh operations d huh c Okay, and then uh, the business side of it, uh, a B minus. Really, I, I I'm getting better, and you know, because in my 15 years in that partnership, I was the machinery guy and the operation guy. Yeah, and I was on the I wasn't on the business side of it. So yeah, I in 17 when I enter when I begin my farm on my home. I got to have all those roles. Yeah. So I got to step up real fast. Yeah. And seven years into it right now, it will be my seventh year on my own. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm better than seven years ago. Yeah, of course, you know, that's good. That's why you're still here. So on the operation, you do have some hired help. Yes, I got uh, five to six people on the payroll. And that's and 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 somebody's saying, well, wait a minute, five to six people just to do fifteen hundred acres. You also are doing uh, the other work. I got two trucks, so I got two truckers on that. I got my wife, that's on the payroll that she helped me with the paperwork, mm -hmm. and uh, tiling. She, yes, she came. She came and do the the pipe, the piping and the tiling. Yeah, she came, uh -huh. and uh, I got two, three. I got one main guy for the farming operation, mm -hmm. and I got one guy that is uh, he's leveling and tiling. Yes, and then and not to mention during the winter you you get your kid and somebody else out plowing snow because you get a yeah, certain that's of snow. Uh, that's big in the here it's a 
it's a big business, the, the plow. Not for me, I, I stepped down in plowing snow, but uh, yeah, the, the, the snow plowing business in Quebec, it's, it's huge. So talk about the trials you're going to do, Sam. You're going to do something with Spray Tech and you're going to do something with Agrotech USA. So tell me, uh, Spray Tech, what are you going to do? Yes, so I'm going to try an adjuvant for him, full tech adjuvant. Uh-huh. Full tech. So you're going to use yes. full tech, and you're doing that on uh, on a controlled basis where you're going to use it on part of the acres and then do a control on the other part. Yes, that's right. And that will be, uh, I think it will be in corn and beans on my herbicide pass. And then uh, in beans, around R1, R2, he wants me to try some boron. The, the I don't know exactly the name of the product, and that comes so so Spray Tech has a boron product they want you to experiment. Yes, that's right. Okay, and there's also the cube. Yeah, he wants me to Spray add. Tech Spray Tech cube. Help me out because I I love their product names. And I like the way they work, but I can't remember what's in cube. Um, I think it's an amino acid. Okay, I'm not sure. I think. It's kind of replace. You can go with a cheaper fungicide and add that, and it will help with plant health. Okay, so it's a plant health uh, stimulant or, or plant health product they call it, and yep. you're going to use that on which thing? Uh, I think it would be in beans. So okay, so Spray Tech and you are getting all of the things worked out here. We're recording this, dear listener, in early March. So depending on when you listen to this, it's not that we're not going to have a good trial. It's that we're still working out some of the details. Remember, he's yep. <laughs> you're a couple, three months away from really needing to know about. Uh, I will be uh, in two months. Like here, we be usually we begin the first on the North Shore. We are we begin the first week of uh, May. You'll be farming by the first week of May. Yeah. Okay. And then a little shortened season, your combine needs to be running by, uh, uh, if it's, if your combine's out there in November, we got problems. Yes. Uh, yes. You want your combine to be running by the third week of September? Uh, I'm in involved also in the custom farming, in the custom uh, harvesting. Yes. So I custom harvest like 5,000 acres with one combine. So I begin the cereals early uh, August, mm-hmm. and uh, I go with I begin with the um, barley, then oats, then wheat. I do 500 acres of canola for some guys, potato guys, and then after that I uh, jump into beans until the end of October. So I will be in the combine for beans for a month and then at the end of october i begin corn okay so corn and the snow's starting to fly by the time you're done with corn uh this year i ended up in snow yeah first uh, snowfall was uh, november 15th yeah and you were you were just about finished with corn by then yeah three days okay so you're a custom harvester as well as your other business stuff. And you just talked about canola and you said for the potato guys to the person that's down here in say where I'm from in Indiana, why, why is that? I know, but why they, you said canola for the potato guys and somebody's probably saying, what's that all about? Uh, it, it really breaks the, the rotation, you know, it breaks the, the disease in the potato. Yeah. So that's for, for those guys, but they are, 
an hour north of me in the in really sandier ground and corn won't grow well over there because it's too cold so they need to find and beans it's like the same disease as in potatoes yeah so that's why they go with a uh, with canola for disease control I think I remember with working with the potato people, isn't it? Potatoes really are best every third year. Uh, yes, but those guys will go every two years. Okay, so it should be maybe every third, short. but they do every other. Yeah, it's maybe too short, but <clears throat> uh, the agrotech. Um, what are you going to be doing for agrotech on your trial? Yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna try the nutrient charge. Nutrient charge, which is their big thing, and uh, we just recorded with. Uh, uh, the other day I did with uh, Temple and Kevin, uh, phosphorus uptake. Is that an issue yep. for you? Uh, yes, we have about here the same issue as Temple can have, you know, because the provinces here, they put a lot of restriction on the phosphorus usage. So we got to reduce phosphorus, but I need it in my plants, you know, so I won't. That's, that's something I really want to try. Yeah. So you've got some regulatory environmental issues there, just like Temple talks a lot about in the Chesapeake Bay yep. region. And that's because uh, where you are. Water and our good, our good government of Canada in a 10 year, uh, and a, in 10 years from now, they want us to cut our nitrogen for 30%. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I've, I've been reading about that, and and you know what, a certain cut you can understand because we probably have been a little bit wasteful, but thirty percent seems a little steep. Uh, it's it's a bit, it's quite a bit too much in my opinion, but we'll see. But what do that's, you? That's why I I want I'm an extreme ag. You know, I want to try something else to farm better and more sustainably. Yeah, so that's why I was going to ask you. So we're glad you came along. You're our uh, you're our uh, our token uh, Quebecois. Is that what you say? The people from there, Quebecois. How how what's the person from there? A Quebecer. You're Quebecois. 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 <clears throat> we're glad to have you. Um, you're going to learn what? What is it that you? What's it, what? What's exciting for you that you're learning from our from our uh, group? But you know, a lot of the products that you guys try on on your farms. Uh, they are not available here. The homologation uh, process in Canada, it's awfully long. So I'm, I'm listening to all you guys for two years now. And I said, I when you guys in the webinar talk about product, I take some notes and then I go look at the products. And a lot of them, like 80% of those products aren't available for us in Canada. And but remember, I'm in Northeast Indiana. I can buy whatever I want on my farm and we could maybe put this in a truck under a tarp and smuggle this up there, uh, Sam, for a certain price. What do you think? <laughs> Would be interesting. Okay, so what about... Uh, so you don't have to be get caught. Yeah, so you're excited about uh, some of the stuff you learned, but you are getting some of the products. I mean, obviously you're getting spray yeah. tech products, you're getting agrotech products. So the the thing that you're excited about that you've learned from us already um last year i um i went to kelly's farm in iowa uh one morning i texted him and i said uh, hello kelly i'm a extreme ag member i'm in iowa because i have a friend in iowa and i was there the first week of april 
And uh, he said, sure, come, uh, come and visit me. So I got a good one hour and a half conversation with him. And here I got some really high magnesium soil, every clay. I see, see like in the 30s. And he just, we just have this conversation and he told me to try different things like 400 pounds of AMS. I said, I, I was like, what? And I try it, but not to the full 400 pounds. Mm -hmm. But it it works. It works. And he also told me about the PGR, which I which year I when I came back here, I do my research, and he's using Mega Grow. So I emailed them, and he told me, "Ah, oh, we can send you the product, but in Canada you can use Radiate from Lavan." Yeah, but it's the same, which is the same product. So, by the way, one, one, of our, <clears throat> one of our new business partners, Loveland and yeah. Radiate. So that's fantastic. So you are yeah. you already got some advice on usage of products, and uh, have you made money off of the advice you got from Kelly? Yeah, around fourteen bushel more in my beans. Where I tried that. Well, 14 bushel beans <clears throat> using U.S. dollars, that's uh, 14 times 15 bucks. I'm going to run that math real quick. 14 times $15. That's $210 more per acre. Yep. Uh, I'd say you can justify it. So anyway, what are you going to do? Hey, now that you've made $200 more an acre on your soybeans because of Extreme Ag, what are you going to do to help the followers and members of Extreme Ag and the listeners? What are you going to do to help them? I will try things and share with them because here in Quebec, you know, they want to learn, they, but they don't have, because the language barrier, they cannot all make the research that I do. So by, by that, I will try to transmit them the knowledge that I will acquire by that, by those trials. So I think that the lessons that I could take away from watching you is shorter season uh, yes. uh, stuff. Like we are, that, that's what make you laugh, but it's, I'm growing like 86 to 88 decorn. Yeah. And zero nine beans is my longest. Yeah. So we, we're going to learn from you what these products do on shorter season varieties and with a shorter season of growing pe season period. I think that's one thing we can learn from you. And then also, um, I think some of the things you've had to do over the years, uh, you know, that you do as normal are kind of like, oh, we never even thought of that. So I think that's kind of cool. Yep. What else? What else? I don't know. We're gonna learn from you. Work hard. We're gonna learn from you that if you're, you got to keep it going. You got to keep it going, and uh, you got, you got your wife out putting in drainage towel. You got your kid on a plow pushing snow. You got yep. your employees running trucks, and here you are yep. talking to me. Yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Sam Kuchu. I'm saying that right? Kuchu. Yes, you're getting better and better. Sam Kuchu. Sam Kuchu. Kuchu. Sam Kuchu. Sam Kuchu. Kuchu. Sam, we call him Sam of the North. He's a good dude. So I think that you <laughs> ought to look him up. Stay tuned for more. What I like to do is check in with you about mid-late summer. And uh, Sam, you can tell us what you're seeing in those trials with your spray tech and your agrotech yep. USA trials. Because by I will do some gonna, videos, yes. 
Yeah, you're going to shoot some videos, so I'd like to do that. And then also at the end of the season, you're going to share that because we always share the results from the trials at the end of the season. So you're going to be able to give us. And it's not just observation. By that point, it's true numbers. Yep, that's right. Got it. His name's Sam Kachu, Sam of the North. Sam Kachu, Sam Kachu, Sam of the North. And my name's Damian Mason. Thanks for being here. We're excited to have him as an affiliate with Extreme Ag. You stay tuned. You're going to learn a lot of stuff from him and what they're doing up in Quebec. Till next time, it's Damian Mason with Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. Thanks for listening to another edition of Cutting the Curve. For more information that you can apply to your farm operation, visit extremeag.farm. Are your crops stressed out? Ag Explorer has you covered with a full line of products to help protect your crop from environmental stressors such as cold and wet or heat and drought. Check out agexplorer.com and start protecting your yields and profits.